1: We love the Womanica community and we're eager to get to know you better. That's why we created a short listener survey to learn more about you and what you want to hear on the show. Check out wondermedianetwork.com/survey to share your thoughts and be entered to win brand new Wonder Media Network swag. That's wondermedianetwork.com/survey. It's quick, I promise. You can also find the link in the episode notes. Thank you so much for taking the time Hello, from Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Womanica. This month, we're talking about women who've made important contributions to the world of health and wellness. Today's wellness titan was known as the first lady of yoga. While she recognized yoga as a deeply spiritual discipline, she also knew how to use her high-profile connections to popularize the practice and bring it into the mainstream. Let's talk about Indra Devi. Indra Devi was born Eugenie Patterson in Riga, Latvia, on May 12, 1899. With a mother who was a Russian noblewoman and a father who was a Swedish bank director, Eugenie had a comfortable childhood. She attended drama school in Moscow. But in 1917, Eugenie and her mother fled to Berlin when the Communist Party rose to power. In Germany, Eugenie joined a Russian traveling theater group and worked as an actress and dancer. At the age of 15, she became enchanted with India. Many sources say that this fascination began when she read a book by the Indian poet Rabindranath Tagore. But another source claims that Indra attended an event in Holland where she met yoga master Jiddu Krishnamurti, and was immediately taken with Indian philosophy. In 1927, Eugenie pursued her interest and sailed to India, destination Bollywood. Eugenie adopted the stage name Indra Devi and soon caught the attention of Anne Strakati, an attaché to the Czech consulate in Bombay. The two married in 1930. Because of Anne's position, Indra met many diplomats and politicians, including the rulers of the Kingdom of Mysore, a realm in southern India. In their palace, they had a yoga school that was led by Master Sri Tirumalai Krishnamacharya, who's known today as the father of modern yoga. Indra asked him for a lesson. At first, he said no. Indra was an outsider, a Western woman. Eventually, he gave in. Indra became his first foreign female student. For the next year, Krishna Macharya trained Indra. In addition to yoga lessons, he also made her follow a strict regimen. No coffee, tea, white sugar, white flour, white rice, or meat. Indra listened dutifully. But later, when it was time for her to go off on her own, she built her own style of yoga. It used Krishnamacharya's fundamental teachings, but took a gentler approach, appealing to Westerners. In the mid-1930s, Indra's husband was transferred to China. There, in Shanghai, Indra taught what's believed to be the first yoga class in modern China, This was a radical act that went against both her husband's wishes and the Japanese who began to occupy the city in 1937. But Indra was undeterred, and she opened her first yoga school in China in 1939. Indra taught her classes out of the home of Madame Chiang Kai-shek, the wife of the country's ruler who had a passion for yoga herself. While in China, Indra also taught a prison class for imprisoned staff members of the American Consulate. After World War II, Indra returned to India. She authored what's believed to be the first yoga book written by a westerner published in India. Indra was also the first westerner to teach yoga in India. To her followers, she was known as Mataji, which is the Hindi name for mother. After her husband's death in 1946, Indra set sail for a new place, this time Southern California. Indra became a yoga teacher to the stars, with clients like Gloria Swanson and Greta Garbo. She's credited today for popularizing yoga in the U.S. Indra also taught yoga lessons at Elizabeth Arden's spas around the country. When she was approached about officially joining the staff, she declined. She didn't want to work for anyone. In 1953, Indra married Dr. Sigrid Naur. She became an American citizen and legally changed her name to Indra Devi. Dr. Naur gifted Indra with an 80-acre ranch in Tecate, Mexico. She spent many years there training yoga teachers. In 1960, Indra returned to Russia for the first time in 40 years. She spoke to officials about the health benefits of yoga. And though it took years for yoga to be officially legalized in Russia, Indra had a significant impact on that process. In the mid-1960s, Indra became friends with Hindu guru Satya Sai Baba, Together, they created a new style of yoga called Sai Yoga. It combined the teachings of her first teacher and a devotional style of yoga called Bhakti. After her second husband's death, Indra moved to Buenos Aires in 1985. Her popularity there was fueled by a single television appearance, and she became nationally known. With this momentum, Indra opened six yoga studios that each held 15 classes a day. Indra Devi died on April 25, 2002, in Buenos Aires, at the age of 102. Even in her final years, Indra performed demanding yoga poses. She saw the power and beauty in the practice, and spread that understanding around the world. This month, we're highlighting women who changed the landscape of health and wellness. For more information, check out our Facebook and Instagram at Womanica Podcast. Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and co-creator. Talk to you tomorrow. Before you go, I want to tell you about another show I think you might like. When the sun goes down at the world's leading business school, the faculty speak their minds. Harvard professors Young me, Me, Here, and Felix are hosts of After Hours, a podcast from TED, Each week, they catch up after work to dish on topics torn straight from the headlines. From Facebook to free trade to how to buy happiness. Think of it as professors in cars having coffee. This season, holiday travel headaches, chicken sandwich wars, and their big predictions for 2022. Get ahead of the trends and find After Hours wherever you listen.
0: Conair Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables.